My God. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. I want us to enter into a short time of prayer. We are lifting up our voice. We are thanking God for the gift of life. We are thanking God for His goodness, His grace, and His mercy. We are thanking God. Father, we give you praise. Father, we give you all the glory that you deserve, all the adoration, all the praise, all the honor goes to you. You are a good God. You are a good, good Father. You are a good, good Father. We thank you for your goodness towards us. We thank you for your strength. We thank you for your might. We thank you, O God. We thank you, O our Father. You are a good God. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for your special grace. Thank you in the name of our Lord Jesus. Kadiba Shataya Gadosata. Oh, Father, we magnify your name. Father, we make up prayer today. And our prayer is to thank you, Lord. Is to appreciate you, Lord. Is to say that, Lord, you are a good God, and then we know it, and we see it, and we say that indeed you are God. And let all the earth praise him, and let all the earth praise him and honor him. Rado my God, my God and my Father, we give you praise, we give you glory, we give you praise, we give you glory, we give you praise, we give you glory, man tata tosa. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. amen and amen. amen. Today I want to talk to you about a special message. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. And then uh, we are taking our Bible reading from Nehemiah chapter 1, the book of Nehemiah. I'm actually preaching and talking to us about the entire book, about the man Nehemiah. Amen. Amen. God uses people. Amen. Amen. Say God uses people. God uses people. Amen. Amen. God uses men. God uses men. Amen. Amen. Are you not happy that God uses men? Amen. Amen. You should be very happy that God uses men. It should be something, it should be a badge of honor that God uses men. If God uses men, it means that God and you are a man and God can use you. Amen. Amen. Say, use me, Lord. Hallelujah. It is an honor to be used by God. It is something that you should never take lightly at all. When you are used by God, it is a privilege. Hey. Um, among all our fault, among you see, you know you are a man, and as a man, you know the problems you have, 
you know that you have a lot of challenges in this life. You know you have a lot of weaknesses. You have a lot of things that when a man is supposed, even when men are, that is why people are sacked from their works. Do you get it? Have you heard that someone says that, oh, uh, uh, yes, because perhaps the person have been have exhausted the very things that he, the company thinks that he or she can bring on board so even a man can look at something and say that you are out and that is all I am done with you and then we are not doing this again hallelujah it should tell you that when you are being used by God, eh, it is a privilege and an honor. I pray for you in the name of our Lord Amen. Jesus. I pray for you in the name of our Lord Amen. Jesus. I pray for you in the name of our Amen. Lord Jesus that God will find you useful Amen. in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So God uses men. And I want to talk to you about the man Nehemiah. How God used the man Nehemiah. Amen. Amen. You see, the book of Nehemiah is having 13 chapters. And then when you read from chapter 1, you would know that Jerusalem was in ruins and its wall was broken down. So in Nehemiah chapter 1, you find that. And you find that Nehemiah was in exile in Babylon. In Babylon. And he was the, the king's the king, he was in the king's palace. He was the cupbearer of the king. The king was called Artaxerxes. So Nehemiah was the cupbearer of this king. Are you following me? Yes. Are you following me? Yes, Are you together now? Yes, please. The Bible says that Nehemiah had favor in the sight of the king and was given an, op an opportunity to go back and rebuild the city walls when you read chapter 2. But even before I come to chapter 2, let's find even something here. That Nehemiah was a man and he was a man that had favor to be in the king's palace. Even though he was a slave, even though he was in exile, he had that rare opportunity to serve in the king's court. It means that this was a man that was up to task. Because among all the people that were in the province, among all the people that the king knew, if the king trusted a slave, someone who is an enemy to even be a cup bearer, someone that he holds his cup, and someone that he takes in, he drinks from, then it's serious. It, 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 it tells a man that it's up and doing. Amen. The Bible says in chapter 3, so in chapter 2, we find out that um, Nehemiah had favor even in the sight of the king to go and build the city walls. Amen. Amen. In chapter 3, you know that um, when Nehemiah went, he rebuilt the wall as promised and he did it in 52 good days. He promised the king that I need this time and he came exactly at that time and he rebuilt the wall amen. amen you would also find in the precede the, the the subsequent chapters that there were even adversaries there were people that were in opposition the name of such people we have sambalat have you heard of sambalat we have heard of tobiah we have the arabs we have the ammonite and we have the people of ashdod all these people were people that were even in opposition they were attacked 
attacking and they were attacking even Nehemiah and the people of Israel. Amen. This is the background story that I'm giving you. The Bible makes us understand that Nehemiah, amidst all the oppositions, he persisted and he gathered the territory and he completed the building in 52 days and he dedicated it to the Lord. Can we pray? Father, I thank you. I pray that this message will work its work in the heart of my hearers. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, the world we live in today is just as Jerusalem at that time, I'm telling you. And the walls is broken down and its city is in ruins. The world we live in today has gone astray. It is because we've gone astray from the standards of God and even the precepts and then the the deeds of God. The thing that God wants us to do, we are not doing and then the world have gone astray. The reason why Israel and Israel entered into such misery was because Israel was not up to task. It was because Israel went its own way. And you see, the world we are living in today, hallelujah, is also going its own way. I pray for you in the name of our Lord Jesus. When you look at our schools, our government, the lifestyle of people, you will clearly see that people have relegated God even to the backside. People clearly have relegated God even to the backside. And then people are living their lives. <coughs> Hallelujah. Amen. And then people have relegated God to the backside. And living their life. And you see, wars are symbols of security. And today there is no security. There is no security for continents. There is no security for countries. There is no security for nations. There is no securities for families. There is no security for people and individuals because God has been relegated. You see, it is like the God that created his own world or is struggling to have a say in this world. And this is the world that we live in. And that was the very same thing that Jerusalem was and that made them enter into ruins and then their walls were broken. Their security comes, came down. I pray for you in the name of our Lord Jesus. I pray for you in the name of our Lord Jesus. I miss everything, the ruins that has been caused here on the earth. I miss everything that is happening even in this life that your security will not be taken away from you. Your God will be your God even in the midst of pre, pre prevalent times, in the midst of times where people are not worshipping God. You will worship God and know your God Amen. in the name of our Lord Jesus, Amen. that you will know your God like never before. Amen. I pray for you wherever you are listening to me from, that you will know your God in times and in seasons like this, Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. You see, God used a man even in these times. And the man was Nehemiah. I like something. You see, in the, at the center of the column, always is a man that knows his or her God and knows where his God or her God is going. Amidst all the things that is happening here on the earth, you know, there is a remnant. Say a remnant. 
There are always remnants that knows where their God is going, what their God is doing at each and every time. And I pray that you'll be found as a remnant. I pray that you know at each point in time what God is doing and where God is going. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that you know what your God is doing at each time and where your God is going at each time. I make a prayer for you that you get to know it in the name of our Lord Jesus. Nehemiah was a man that knew his God. I pray that you know your God. I pray for you. So you see, as we are asking ourselves, God use me, God use me, God use me. Let us look at who Nehemiah is. When you get to know who Nehemiah is and the reason why God used him, then we can also be used by God. It is, it will be my prayer that you'll be used by God. Hey, it will be my prayer that in the family you will be the one used by God. It will be my prayer that in the nation you'll be the one who will be used by God. It will be my prayer that in the continent you'll be the one who will be used by God. It will be my prayer that in that territory you'll be the one who will be used by God. I prayed for you in the name of our Lord Jesus that you'll be used by God. Hallelujah. Number one, Nehemiah was an ordinary man. He was an ordinary man. People think that people that are used by God are superstars and heroes. And they are the Spider-Man and then they are the Batman. No. Hallelujah. Amen. He was an ordinary man. Say an ordinary man. Ordinary man. And as you are a man or a woman listening to me, so was Nehemiah. He was just someone who was a builder in our age. He will be an engineer. And he was ordinary. He was an ordinary man. And God. You see, the good thing is that. Can I tell you something? Tell me, sir. Can I tell you something? Tell me, sir. The issue is that. The good thing is that God uses ordinary men. Ah, my God. Oh, my God. God uses ordinary men. God uses ordinary men and God can use you and God will use you and God wants to use you you may be ordinary you may be telling yourself uncle Ben I I don't know I don't I'm, I'm ordinary there's nothing special about me there was nothing special about him too but God used him you see God picks ordinary people then he trains them then he uses them for his glory and God can use you Amen. Amen. God uses ordinary men. You can be a nurse listening to me. You, it may be ordinary, but God will use you. Amen. You may be a doctor, it may, it may be ordinary, but God will use you. Amen. You may be a teacher, it may be ordinary, but God will use Amen. you. Hallelujah. Amen. You may not have even work at all, but God will use you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be going to work this morning, this afternoon, and this evening. Returning from work this evening. Depending on your time zone, but God will use you. Amen. And God wants to use you. God used ordinary men. Tell me what was unique about Nehemiah. Ordinary men. Other people that God used, you could see that they had weaknesses. 
The Bible is the only book that does not that that you see that the, that does not cover the heroes the the weaknesses of its heroes. It makes it it makes it bare. Everybody can see what happened to this person and that person and that person and that person. I hear with me now. So God uses ordinary people. The second thing is is that Nehemiah was a man of integrity. He earned the respect of the king. Not just the respect of the king, he earned the trust of the king. For a man who is in exile to be trusted, the king trusted someone who is an enemy. And the king left his whole life for just a man like Nehemiah. It should tell you something. That this is an integral man. This is an integral man. This is a man of integrity. Are you are you integral enough? Are you consistent with values? Are you consistent with your with your with your values? Are you consistent in your character? Are you integral enough? Is your yes to God your yes? Or is yes to God but it is having conditions he earned the trust and the respect of the king atazes and that was why god used him hallelujah amen the third is that he had affection for his people the bible says when you read nehemiah the chapter 2 and 3 you get to find out that there was a time that Nehemiah appeared before the king and when Nehemiah appeared before the king Nehemiah's face was down his face was down and then uh, when you read Nehemiah 2 from from verse 1 coming you will see that the bible says that wherefore the king said unto me why is thou come thou countenance sad seeing that thou art not sick He was sad just because his city was in ruins. He cared about his people. He had affection for his people. He had affection for his people. You see, God don't want to use and God will not use people who are who 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 don't carry people at heart. If you carry people at heart, then you can be mightily used by God. We live in an age where people see people as subjects. They don't they don't care for them. When you see people and people flood the the clubs and people people are doing unnecessary things, do you think judgment or you think mercy for them? When you see people going wayward, what do you think of? What do you think of them? What do you think for? What, what do you think of them? Nehemiah had affection for his people. You see, I say these things that when you see someone who is a drunkard and the person is in the gutter, eh? Don't be too quick to speak. and cast the person pray for the person 
feel something for the person because life can be that hard life can be that slippery life can be that dangerous life can be that dangerous and i'm praying for you in the name of jesus that you will have affection for your people amen hallelujah amen not only was nehemiah affectionate but nehemiah prayed even concerning his mission he made prayer a priority for his mission so you find it 11 times in just 13 chapters nehemiah prayed and you 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 constantly see in the book of nehemiah you say that he and i prayed <coughs> and the good the good hand of the lord rested upon me and i prayed to the god of heaven and i prayed to the god of heaven 11 times in just 13 chapters you see a man praying he made prayer a priority in his mission child of god every mission that god has given you it may be a singing mission it may be an evangelical mission it may be you may be an author you may be a doctor you may be a nurse Priot, make prayer a priority prioritize prayer and pray in the morning kadiba sutaya in the afternoon lord i thank you in the evening lord i glorify you make prayer a priority pray because the more you pray, the more you have details of the very things that God wants you to do. I'm telling you. The more you pray, the more you have details of the thing that God wants you to do. Mm. So make prayer a priority in everything that God has given you. God has called you as a prophet, pray. God has called you as a business person, pray. Make prayer a priority in your mission just ask Nehemiah I hear, I hear with me you see a story happened in the 1970s in New York about this poor woman and then um, that came home one time and when he came he saw that the dog that she has been living with for many years had eaten up her child because there was no food. Mm, very sad story. Very, very sad story. And then um, it made it, it, it necessitated an uproar. People complaining and people blaming the government. And then the city councilman made a statement. He says something that the, the story is a very sad story. This is a true story. But the issue is that what the people are asking of him is that they are asking him to hear even the faintest uh, sound when even his gardener mows even his backyard. And he, he says something that even his own family there are things that they go to that he's not aware of what am i trying to say you see people are limited even governments can become limited 
So if government can become limited, then you see, it is not, you see, we should not always place the task on the government. That we should also pick some of the tasks and we should also do them. And how can we do them? By praying. You see, that religious mission that God has given you, if you do it well, it will help government. The government may not know or may only know people by head and by number. But if you prioritize your mission and you, you, you pray and you get the specifics, you can get closer to the people and know them by, by name. So, you must begin to ask God in prayer what God has for you. As you wake up in the morning, ask your God what, do you, what your God wants you to do. What do you want me to do in this day? And God will show you what you want to do. Prayer should always go forth. Prayer should always go forth. Not only did he pray, but we see Nehemiah getting closer. Say proximity. Proximity. Yeah. Go close to your people. There are times if you don't go close to the drunkard, you don't know why he's going through that. If you don't go to the go close to the prostitute, you don't know that maybe she just needs some money for his junior brother. And if you get closer to your people, you get to know their problems and their issues. Get closer to your people. Go close to them. Approach them. Get close. I heard of a story. And the story was a man that was called Joseph. And this Joseph was in Hawaii. Of the people of Malachi. And then other people say Malachi. And then, this man was from Belgium. Joseph was from Belgium, but he came and he, he, he stayed even in Hawaii for a long time. Served the people. Served the people till he, he, he even became leprous himself. Till he died. When he died, the people said, the people of Belgium needed their hero. But the people of Hawaii said, no, you are not going. Give, just give us his hands. The hand that touched us. So his body went to Belgium, but the hand stayed in Hawaii. Why? Because it is the hand that touched them in an unusual way. For you to touch people, you need to get close to them. The woman with the issue of blood only was only able to touch Jesus because closer to Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. If you don't get close, you cannot touch. If you, get, if you don't get close, you cannot touch. To so get closer to the problems. Don't become out of touch with your environment, man of God. There are a lot of people that are out of touch with the environment and the more you are out of touch with your environment, the more you, the, you see, the less you can make an impact. Amen. Amen. So get closer. Someone say, I will get closer. I will get closer. Amen. Amen. He also prepared himself. And you need to prepare yourself. Preparation. 
prepare yourself God has called you it's true but if you don't prepare yourself you'll be inadequate at the face of the work and at the face of the task and at the face of your mission yes God has called you but in your calling he also called you and he's called telling you today to prepare prepare someone say I'll prepare you see there were oppositions Sambalat, Tobiah the Arabs, the Ammonites and the people of Ashton <coughs> all these people they were against an innocent group but he didn't stop I'm speaking to someone right now who wants to stop that God-given mission because you are you are facing even opposition and oppositions can come in all forms perhaps perhaps you are fa- you are facing the opposition of um, financial constraint perhaps you are facing the opposition you are not having you are not having enough you are, you are, you are facing the opposition of loneliness the opposition of fear the opposition of self-doubt the opposition of many things but the issue is that Nehemiah didn't give up against all odds he persisted he persisted he persisted don't give up if God is going to use you don't give up people may doubt that you can do that but don't give up people may 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 say you are not up to the task task but don't give up let the doubters doubt amidst all oppositions say to yourself i'll do it, I'll do it. and man did it bible said he did it in 52 days as he promised and that was the man that god used hallelujah Amen. god wants to use you my brother my sister God wants to use you. And I pray for you. I want you to lift up your voice. You are telling God, Lord, Lord, I want you to use me. Use me for your glory. Use me for your glory. Lift up your voice and pray. Use me for your glory. 